Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like updating turbines at one of our Indiana wind farms and producing more oil and gas with fewer operational emissions in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Hello, hello, hello. I'm your Nathan's Hot Dog loving 4th of July grilling hostess with the mostest Michael Munoz. And welcome to In Yo Mouth. In Yo I'm the queen of food who's always in the mood To lick it right, lick it good Show you how to Oh, oh God, that's good I want to know what you eat from the streets to the sheets So open wide, honey I'm coming In your mouth. The goosebumps <laughs> Hey there and welcome back, folks Once again, I'm your hostess with the mostest, Munoz And oh my God, you guys How did we get to July 1st? How is it July I mean, I feel like we just went into quarantine yesterday. How did like five months pass us? And what did we do with this time? Well, I did a whole lot of nothing but podcasting, as you probably have heard. <laughs> but Lord, where has the time gone? And I mean, summer's almost over. Can you believe it? Can you believe it. Anywho, I am super excited for today's episode because y'all not ready. You all are not ready. Today with me on the line as it be, all the way from LA, I have my friend Charles Chen. Say hi, Charles. Oh my God. Hey. <laughs> first. Oh my gosh. I know what you mean. I just, you know, we just have to pay rent again. My pocket is burning. <laughs> uh, uh, boo, you making you making the money. You are doing the thing. But uh, <laughs> for those of you who don't know, and you're gonna want to know, um, Charles Chen is the founder of Zeal Co. It's a wellness media company, and Charles has transformed his life because he is a weight loss success story. He's lost over 100 pounds through healthy living and now is inspiring millions um, of people to reclaim their wellness. Charles believes wellness is for all, not just for the privileged. Did you hear that? Because I love that statement. Wellness yeah. is for all not just for the privilege. Um, and if you didn't know, Charles is a regular on, or has been a regular on Dr. Oz, The Food Network, TLC, NBC, Netflix, you know, just to drop a few names. <laughs> and, um, but before we go anywhere, I wanted to wish you happy National Ginger Snap Day. Ginger snap, get get it. I'm into yeah. it. Ginger. Uh, <laughs> what uh, do you have a recipe to share? No, no. I want to know <laughs> who picks these things. And I always right. ask because ginger snaps in July shouldn't be like, you know, 
strawberry hot pockets or like something more summery than ginger. Like, I feel like ginger snap day should be November, you know, 14th. Yeah, I wonder who just, who registers that? And like, who 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 agreed that it was, like, you know, like, who does this? This is pretty funny. Like, who agreed that it was ginger snap day? Because ginger snaps in summer don't really go, unless we're going, unless it was Hallmark, because they're like Christmas in July sort of deal. I mean, know? gingers are always in season if we're talking about the same thing. Yeah, uh, uh, oh. <laughs> <laughs> Wait a minute, Charles, let the kids know what your Instagram is really quick. Charles Chen TV across everything. All right. So while you're all out there are passively listening, hit up Charles Chen TV on Instagram and just look at the DMs, please. (laughs) (laughs) If you get somebody to slide in your DMs, Charles, you better share. Um, And just and just look at the gorgeous that is Charles Aww. Chen, just shirtless holding a, a bowl of kiwis or just like shirtless <laughs> at the pool. Um, he has been doing everything, everything and anything. And did you know, Charles, that on this day in our gay history, in 1975, California and Washington decriminalized private consensual adult hom- homosexual acts? What does that mean exactly? Can Meaning that just- like gay sex is legal. I love that. I I, I had a moment. I literally was like, wait, let me put that together. Because I'm like, so if you're having sex and nobody knows, it's just only if someone knows, then it can be illegal. Because it it was always happening underground anyways. Yeah. I mean, it's still happening underground, depending on where where you frequent. But (laughs) (laughs) But it was only 1975. That wasn't that long ago. Oh, wow. I mean... We still have such a long way to go. I'm so proud of all the achievements. I mean, we had some backlashes and things like going backwards, but I'm just so proud of where we're heading and visibility podcasts like this is so important. So I'm so happy that you're doing this, Michael, such important work just to share different perspectives and narratives. I'm tired of hearing the same thing over and over again. Sorry, move over. Like we have something to say too. Yeah, um, you can say it. And per each of the good word, Charles, um, are you a Charles or a Charlie? I, I didn't ask. I have alter egos. I mean, if I had... Oh, is it like Beyonce and I'm a bad gay right now? Oh, Sasha Fierce? Um, I'm just kidding. Like, I have friends. I have friends who only call me Charlie. And then I have friends who will not call me Charlie. So I think it's just in what sense we meet each other and how comfortable I am. But I don't get offended when people call me Chuck, Charlie. I'm, I'm for it. I'm just like, for me, it's just as long as you, you see me, that's yeah. all, you know, that's all I care about. Do I you, do you see me, bitch? Like, yeah. like Ooh, I'm going to, I'm going to call you Cha-Cha because you are real funny. <laughs> <laughs> Love no, it. But speaking about meeting, I met, I met you and in your mouth listeners, I met Charles Chen at um, a William Sonoma demo that he was doing. My friend Navjit, actually, shout out to you, Navjit, um, yeah. was like, hey, I think you would, uh, I really want to go to this. Would you accompany me? I think you'd enjoy this since you do all this food stuff. And and then we met and then we became friends via the social medias. And now I can't thank you enough for being on my big gay podcast. Oh my gosh, it's such a pleasure. And I'm so happy you reached out. And this is just the beginning of many collaborations. I oh, oh yes, yes, yes. So let's start at the beginning. What um 
just like kind of what kickstarted the the journey of weight loss to now that to now this thing that has snowballed into a wellness empire, if you will. Yeah. So, okay, leading it back and connecting it back to kind of you know the LGBTQ you know community as well is that when I was growing up. I was closeted. I just moved from Taiwan. My parents are immigrants. Imagine this kid who's learning English as your second language. My parents got a divorce. I'm closeted. I didn't know where to where I fit in. I didn't see anybody in the media like myself, and I was just struggling. And the only thing I knew was I'm different, and I didn't know where to fit in. And the easiest thing for me to do was to reach for food because it would numb. It would give me a sense of um, a sense of control, and also like I would, didn't have to feel and process. And I think I subconsciously, and this is going to get deeper, Michael. Like I subconsciously stuffed my face. I didn't feel, and also then I would become more invisible. So nobody would ever question to see if I was gay. Like, oh, he's just a fat kid and he's not interested in girls. So let's just, you know, like put him to the side. And I think I did that because I didn't see my worth. And I'm sure a lot of people can relate with addictions and things like you just didn't want to feel. Yeah, um, that's, yeah, that's, there's just so much to unpack there. Wow. Um, And I completely understand um, that kind of, that perspective, because I, um, my weight fluctuates very, very easily. And I'm a stress eater at the most, Mm -hmm. uh, at one point, at one point in my life, I was so stressed out, um, working as like a manager, like a catering manager that I would go into the kitchen and house about like four or five slices of chocolate cake right? Just house them, like swallow them whole, like these large fine dining pieces of chocolate cake, right? Just because it 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 would like numb, some weird way, numb the pain or not mm-hmm. like de-stress yeah, it yeah. all. But and it's, it's and like, I would hide it. I would just yeah. hide it. Like, oh, so you were, okay. So you were, uh, what do they call it? Like when you overeat, like you're a binge eater. Yeah. Well, I was, just, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, at, yeah. at that one, at that one point in time, yeah. 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 So, so yeah. So w- then, what kickstarted? When did you realize that, like, hey, this isn't the life I want to lead? And yeah. what what kickstarted that weight loss? So similar to you stuffing your face with chocolate cake, which which is like, delicious. Oh my gosh, <laughs> I always think about that scene in Matilda when that kid is eating that cake made of sweat. Do you remember? If you don't, you better I, watch the movie again. <laughs> I, <laughs> uh, am I a horrible gay man because I've never seen Matilda? Oh my gosh. Okay, you have to. because So there's this cake that's made of sweat, but all I can think in my head was because there's this fat kid eating the cake and he was forced to eat it as a punishment. Like, because you did something bad, you have to eat this cake made of sweat. And I was like, that How cake one- looks so moist. <laughs> And whose sweat was it? Because if it was like the sweat of... No, no, it's not anyone hot. It was like this crazy (laughs) Dean that was like this vicious character. But um, okay, (laughs) going back, I sidetrack, I digress. But okay, so I was stuffing on my couch, just eating chocolates, you know, like any chocolates with foils. I would like 
there would be a ball of foil because I was eating all these truffle chocolates and I was just sick to my stomach. I was watching television one day and at the time I was watching a lot of Food Network and Oprah. And I just remember just going through the television and I was just like, dude, like I am only 14, 15 years old and I have no energy. All my friends are outside playing. I'm lethargic. I can't keep going on like that. And I think that was my rock bottom of like, there's got to be a better way. Like, I, you know, so then I started thinking, okay, maybe I can start changing the things that I'm consuming. Um, maybe I can stop being the victim. I'm not a victim. And at that point, you know, I was like, poor me, you know, like, I'm so, I'm not lovable. I'm not worthy. And I was going through all this narratives and I was like, you know what? I'm going to change the story. Let me take responsibility from this day and on. How can I improve my life? And I just started going to the farmer's market and that just started this whole new world of at cooking. 14, at like, 14 years old? I know. Everyone's like, who the fuck are you? Like, what, what, what did you, like, who? And I was like, it's those moments and we all have it. We don't have it all the time, but it was like those moments of clarity where it's like a light bulb switch. You know, Oprah calls it like an aha moment. I had like a, like, I get whispers. I don't know if you, like, I get whispers when I'm in my most grounded self after meditation or dance or whatever, or exercise, I get messages that come through. Like, you know, of like, it's it, call it your intuition, higher self, universe, whatever you believe in. It's not religious. It's just something innate. And it's like your intuition talking to you. Yeah, 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 yeah. I can totally relate to that um, because you may not know this, that I have a large background in singing and it actually, the whispers, I've never actually thought of it like that. But yeah, that co makes complete sense because I went to an all-boy uh, Jesuit se semi-military high school here in New York City. Mm -hmm. And um, I, you know, you know, kind of husky kid, uh, very emo, goth, like trying to fit in. I was trying to fit in with the misfits and I was a misfit within the misfits, mm -hmm. um, which is, which was crazy to think about. Um, and I remember sitting in church and hearing the choir and whispers. Again, it was, it was the first time I can, I remember in my mind differ, differentiating between four part harmony and I could literally separate all four parts and hear them all. And I was like, oh, that's weird. I wonder if anyone else hears that. That's really wow. cool. I want to do that. Wow. And that's, that's ki and that's kind of what like snowballed into what was a very long career in like music that's at one beautiful. point. I'm yeah. so glad that you listened. And I think anyone who's listening, there's a small kid or a small girl, whoever you are, you get those moments of like inspiration, right? And like our goal is like, don't dim that that noise, that music that is within you, let it out. Like people need to hear it. And this is what I love about, you know, the past month, Gay Pride. It's like, it's not about just flaunting and being in a, your Speedos. I mean, I think that's great, but I think it's about representation, visibility, and then just paving the path for future generations. Yeah, for sure. So at 14, you decide you're going to go to the farmer's market, start cooking. When did you come out? I came out to, well, you know, before you come out to other people, you got to come out to yourself. 
Yes. Or, or, am I outing you on the pod? <laughs> oh, no, no, no. I can't. <laughs> hey, guys. <laughs> no. Um, no, I came out to myself. I think I, I officially was, like, accepting. And, you know, I came out as bi. <clears throat> like, many, like many of us do. Yeah, and I'm not I'm not dissing the bi community. No, 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 no. It's like a stepping stone. It's a I feel sometimes stone, right. And I think now I identify as queer, and we can get into this later. But uh, I came out as bi at age 17 to myself and like my two best friends. I was like, I think you know, I'm curious, um, and that was like the beginning of fully accepting. And I came out then to my sister at age 19. Yeah. And and my sister had a lot of gay friends that would come through the house all the time. So I knew she was an ally. So I knew I can, I can trust her. And I knew that I would be fine. I wrote her a letter because I didn't know. I wanted to write out everything I felt on a piece of paper. And my sister is like a boss bitch. She's three years older than me. She works in the music biz, like in hip hop as the only like female executive on her team. Like she's just like very straight up. Yeah, shout out to you, Sister Chen. Hey, sister. (laughs) Yeah, she's the boss. I love her. And she literally, you know, as as a 19-year-old, I'm like, um, hey, can you sit down? She's like, what? Like, what do you want? I was like, can you read this? (laughs) And like, so she read it and then she was like, wow. She's like, oh, who cares? And she opened up her her arms and she was like give me a hug and then after she gave me a hug she was like okay so we got to strategize who do we tell first and mom is gonna be first because she's like very like you know she's like well good we're gonna talk to mom first and then we'll slowly come out to dad but just know that you know I support you 100% but she's like I had no idea because she's like I have gay friends and I had no idea and but she's like but she's always been very protective when I was in high school and even when I was in middle school, when I was still overweight, we, sh- we went to the same high school and shared one year. When I was a freshman, she was a senior. So anyone who had messed with me, she would hung out with all the boys and she would just be like, anyone who's giving you trouble, I will kick their ass. <laughs> like, I was like, thank you. So I was protected. She was very protective. I love that. I love that. I love that. And I love that learning how, how many similarities we have, like kind of crossing here in the sense of I told my brother I told a couple friends and then I told my brother and my brother was like yeah this is great and can I be there when you tell mom (laughs) well only because he knows she would freak out so she wanted to he wanted to see that reaction (laughs) but everything's fine and did you grow up as uh in a catholic household or what yeah catholic catholic puerto rican household very puerto rican and very catholic kind of Wow. So, well, I mean, we can have this conversation separate, but I, I'm just curious and I would love to learn, like, because you were ingrained with such religious, you know, upbringing, how did you navigate still maintaining a sense of, like, you can still be spiritual or still be religious or a faithful Catholic, but paving your own way? I think that's a great question. Um, I think that I've never thought about, but now that I'm thinking about it, um, I think there was so much going on around me, within me and the household that I lived in, that there was really no time. It was like kind of something, something else, something we did, you know? It was just like, all right, it's church. All right, it's, yes, I'm in Catholic school, but like, 
there was just so much happening. My parents divorcing, me being gay. You know, my brother's six years older than I am. So he was, you know, he was just kind of out of the house already and like coming in and out in that dynamic. And so it just kind of was like sprinkles on ice cream, if you will, um, in the sense of even though the family life was an ice cream, you know, it was just something extra. And so although I'm more spiritual now than I think I've ever have been, I just don't ever think that played into me navigating life, you know? Yeah. It, it, it played into me coming out for sure because of everything you hear. Yeah, I, and I think, I, think my, I think a specific question I mean is like, how did you work through all the shame that was ingrained you know, I know as, because I've dated someone for six years and grew up in a Catholic, very Catholic household, went to Catholic school. So there's these ingrained, you know, things that you were taught as like being gay is a sin and things like this. It's like, how did you work through that to I, get to a comfortable place? Like, you know what? I'm a good person. Like, it, you know what I think helped is that once I, I went to a choir college, right? The gayest place on earth. Really. Yeah. <laughs> so once I got there it and everybody just was who they were, it once again was never a thought. And I've always been a, a kind of like, I don't give a fuck person the minute yeah. I kind of left. Like, yeah. I mean, the you know, the minute I came out is that I it was that. it was like non sequitur. It was like a non it was just not a thing, you know, I love it. I love it. And so and and yeah, once I like came out of the shell, it was full speed ahead, you know, but we're not here to talk about me. We're here to talk about you. Yeah, and, <laughs> thank you for sharing, though, because yeah. I know a lot of people can benefit, like if they're yeah. still on the other side and having come out and still trying to navigate i think that's the question the common thread of people are like wait but how did you gain yeah. up this courage right and i say that all the time on the pod and i'm going to say it again today is that especially now with everything that's happening our stories matter we never know who's listening and each of our stories is so unique that I don't know if some savvy person, whether they're 90 or 16, will find the podcast and listen to this episode and relate to your story, Charles, or relate to my story and and grasp onto that for something better. Our stories matter. Representation matters, right? And we have been seeing you all across our television. I just want to know, how did we get from point A to point B? So, so you start cooking a lot and you start... <laughs> And are you start? Do you start making videos? Like, so how does it start? So okay, so after I lost all the weight, so many people, friends and family, were like, "How did you do it?" You know, people thought that I got gastric bypass. Nothing wrong with that. Um, I didn't do it that way. I did it naturally. So people just naturally started being very curious about my process. So I started getting all the same questions, and I was like, you know what? let me just start a blog because y'all bitches keep asking me the same questions. You know, yep. it's like a Q&A &A FAQ, right? So I just started sharing on a daily basis what I was eating, what I was making, inspiration, things like that. And this was like all on like Tumblr, like Tumblr days, right? Uh, uh, so like, before or after the porn? 
before the porn. Before when, before when it's all pure. And also Blogspot. Like, I started very early on. Yeah, I, 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 I started mine on Blogspot t- uh, 2009. Yeah. yeah, so just started a blog and, like, people started reading. And then, this is when a lot of things has have changed. Then the blog started getting traction and I got asked to do my first... Um, interview like a tv appearance and i did it was like for a health kind of show and i shared my experience and i think afterwards i was like oh my gosh that was so much fun like if i can do that for a living like what that would be so crazy i was like i never thought i was like i was just sharing my experiences and then uh, a friend of mine is a chef as well who's at um, who does these like events at Whole Foods. This was before Amazon bought out Whole Foods. Whole Foods used to very much dedicate to the community and do community events. They would bring in chefs. My friend was one of those chefs. And, you know, he was sick one day and he was like, Charles, I can't make it. Can you take my spot? And can you like come teach a class? I've never dealt with the public. I was like, I just have a blog. I was like, I'm just sharing recipes. But, you know, you listen to the inner wisdom and I was like, say yes, even though you're scared. I said yes. That was my first time engaging with a live audience. It's like going from like typing on your computer on a blog and you never really see who's reading your shit to like seeing people benefit and get inspired. I was like, whoa, game changer. Like, I love this there's something here. If I can do this more, I'd be happy to. So I started, the first event went really well. The Whole Foods represent, uh, representative came back to me, was like, hey, that class went really well. Do you want to come back? And I was like, yes, I'm still friends with her till this day. Like I, I thank her all the times. Like you gave me like my first opportunities and I remember that, right? So anyone who comes up with you, I'm, I'm big on like, take care of the people you come up with um always support you know and treat everyone the same like not just because of something that they can do for you but I treat everyone the same but yeah just through that I started doing more tours and then I just started building a following then Amazon bought out Whole Foods they stopped doing events at Whole Foods I built up an audience I started doing hosting events on my own outside of Whole Foods and I called it party in your mouth similar to this podcast in your Uh mouth and I rented my friend's backyard. Um, he, no, my friend had a hair salon and they had a back backyard area. And he was like, you know, you can rent the space. You know, it's not big, but you can use it. And I remember renting it out. I still have videos. I have all these videos like documented. The first one, I think uh, 15 people showed up. It was in West Hollywood, California. And then the second one, 25. Third one, 50, 60. And then next one, 100, to maxed out capacity. I couldn't fit it there anymore. Had to find another place. So it was really grassroots. And I just kept on, my goal was to cultivate community because I realized with my personal transformation, I couldn't have done it without having a support system. And I wanted other people to feel like you can engage in other people who are also on the same path as you. You don't have to do this alone. So if you were to fall off, you know, whatever you're doing, that there's other people to lift you up. Just like our now, like when you have a rough day and I talk to a friend and I'm like, oh my God, thank you. Like, I don't know how I would have gone through this. Even COVID, all, all these things that we're navigating, 
we're human beings. We need human connection. Yeah, um, that's A, the story is incredible. And B, um, yes, we need human connection. I think that's what's been the hardest for many people, including myself, so that I'm so social. And I've literally seen now, most recently, I think I've seen four people. <laughs> four since March 15th. Wow. You know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And just human touch, not even in like a sexual manner, but like hugs. I'm a big hugger. Mm -hmm. So to not be able to like to, you know, if I see a neighbor, like it's just weird, you know, it's a very weird time. So I think right now, like mental health is so important. And just to just acknowledge other people, if you see people, just just make an acknowledgement. It's yeah, and one thing to be seen, you know? And it's hard, it's become even harder because with the masks on, and yes, please wear your masks, um, you can't fully see people's reactions or emotions. Like you you have to like read harder, right? Absolutely. And then there's a lot of fear. So like, you know, people are tense, people don't want to be close to each other. So people aren't on edge. So it's a little difficult. But yes, but speaking of the mask, I love that I just supported this girl who's from Inglewood who makes these masks and on the mask she wrote a message behind every mask is a soul that needs love and I was like ah oh, so beautiful I so like I was that. like rocking it just any positive messages because people can't see if your facial react you know reactions are smiley or not so I, I've just been smizing uh, yeah <laughs> <laughs> hi Tyra <laughs> As Tyra listens. Hey, Tyra, shout out to you. Hey, well, oh no, she's gonna be a fan. She is a fan, honey. She <laughs> is a fan, right? Oh, yeah. I, I look at my, I look at my numbers, and I know she is one of them. Hell yeah! Hell yeah! <laughs> All right, I love this. I really wanna, I really wanna continue this conversation, but I really want also want to introduce you to my favorite part and the audience's favorite part of the pod. Charles, are you ready for a little bit of? Food news update. Yes, let's do it. Uh, food news, Ooh, honey. You ain't ready, girl. Spill the tea. News update. Did you know Wisps will pay you five thousand dollars in money and gifts to be its next CEO, Cheese Executive Officer? Wait, who is is offering Wisps? this money? Wisps. What is it's that? A, it's a cheese snack, apparently. Okay. So, so this is uh, according to delish.com. This cheesy snack company recently posted this job listing saying that they're looking for their next big cheese for their executive board. As their next CEO, you'll have access to perks like a monthly shipment of Wisps cheese crisps, quarterly shipments of cheese from artisan cheesemakers, training by an artisan cheesemonger, and participating in new product flavor evaluations, among a ton of other things. For all your hard work, you'll get a $5,000 reward, including $2,000 cash to attend the World Cheese Championship in 2022, and a $1,500 stipend, along with other gifts. Oh my gosh. All right. <laughs> I mean, everyone loves cheese. Like, if you're getting free cheese every day, I don't know. I don't know how I can maintain my figure with all that cheese. That's I mean, I I don't do well with the lactose, but I'm about to apply because I've discovered these lact these natural lactose digestives. Lactate? No, not lactate. No, ma'am. Like, they're just like these lactose digestive enzymes. Okay, because all I, natural here. Because I'm Asian, so like 
you know, a lot of Asian people don't do well with like dairy, but I can do cheese. But when it comes to like ice creams, if I eat too much, girl. Yeah, no, 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 <laughs> nobody's bottoming that game. <laughs> <laughs> well, I don't know. I, I don't know about you, Charles, but I am here to be the next um, cheese executive officer. I would take Uh-oh. it if I would take it if they offered it to me. Get it, girl. Get get that cheese. <laughs> Nathan's hot dog eating contest will look different this year, but Joey Chestnut still wants to set a record. Do you do you like hot dogs first and foremost? Sure. I, I wasn't even I was okay okay <laughs> uh, yes they swing that way but hot dogs it depends what type of hot dogs well it's a Nathan's it's like New York is, at okay is Nathan's equivalent because I grew up in LA is like mm-hmm. the pinks hot dogs pinks? pinks pinks like pink oh, oh pink, that's- I think it's equivalent because pinks is like the famous hot dog if you come to LA you have to eat it there's always a long ass line and celebrities love it so I think Pink is probably like the Nathan's. Yeah, kind of so, like and out to, you know, um, Shake Shack. Yeah, 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 yeah. So um, every year, Nathan's throws their hot dog. Uh, it's world famous for years now, their hot dog eating contest. And this guy has won. Uh, he's a 12-time Nathan's championship uh, winner, Joey Chestnut. But this year, it's different. Because of COVID, um, they're taking the competition indoors with no audience and so he's saying that it may possibly be easier because there's less people competing and less pressure so he'll be able to eat more wait so how does that work do they actually send you like all the hot dogs and then they just unpack it and then get ready to eat it no 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 no. these people will go to a a place and i'm sure be a place socially distant right and have a judge in front of them and then they serve them they serve them the cooked hot dogs and then they shove them down the gullet (laughs) his his record is 77 oh no his current his current record is 74 hot dogs in 10 minutes 74 hot dogs in 10 minutes Oh my gosh, he likes the deep throat. Yeah, I, listen, I've I've only got I've only gotten a good nine down in in ten minutes. Not, not oh my god, I can't. I love hot dogs, but I don't know how these professional like eaters do it. I wish I know that they have to like stretch out their stomachs. They drink a lot of water at nighttime yeah. to stretch out their stomachs. Is that how they do it? I know I've seen the technique where they're dipping things in water. And then ingesting yeah, it too. Yeah, because you would choke if you didn't. Um, but I just think about the toilet. That's really sad. Yeah, like, right. My arena, like, I'm sorry. Like, why? No, it's like it's like the competitive um, hot pepper eaters, you know, um, or people uh, who do that those. Can't be good for your body at all. At well, all. Where they, I mean, I'm always thinking like, what is like the what drive like for someone to do it? Yes, you get the title, but it's like you just like I've always wanted to eat this many hot dogs. Seventy-seven hot dogs and or seventy-four hot dogs in ten just minutes. Just claim the fame, like having the street cred. Yeah, it's kind of like the Westminster Dog Show. You don't win any money for all that primping and prawning and and all the money you spend on a dog. What? No, it's you win clout. No. You win clout. And okay. Title. Well, yeah, we know clout is like very important. Even like 
you know, when we're watching like Pose and like the underground um, LGBT world, it's like when you get crowned, you just get like a trophy, but it's like yeah. street cred. It's street cred. And then that leads to money because then they're in magazines and then sponsorships. Um, if, yeah. Yeah, sponsorships and if they breed their dog. But like, I mean, this man ain't, ain't breeding, making his own line of hot dogs. I don't know. Good for you. Good luck to you, Joey Chestnut, is all I have to say. I will I'm not- Google him. I want to know how he looks, if he can fit all those hot dogs in his mouth. <laughs> He's like a normal-looking guy. Yeah? A normal-looking guy, yes. From where? Kansas? Uh, no, from, uh, with, a name like, with a name like Joey Chestnut, he's from Brooklyn. Is he really? <laughs> I would imagine. I don't know. I am just, <laughs> I'm just making it up. But moving, uh, moving right along, should Columbus, Ohio be renamed Flavortown? Many Fieri fans think so. So apparently, Charles, um, the mayor of Columbus, Ohio, announced that he would be removing a statue of Christopher Columbus from outside City Hall, and they're considering uh, taking down all these other Columbus statues. Well, um, the name of the town is Columbus, and now there is a petition going out uh, by Guy Fieri fans, I think like 32,000 people have signed it already, to name the rename Columbus, Ohio, Flavortown, because Columbus is known as a flavored crossroads where many test many products come out to be tested in Columbus, Ohio, which I didn't know. Yeah, I had no idea. Wait, is Guy from Ohio, though? Yeah, a Guy Fieri oh, is yeah. from okay. Ohio. I mean, <laughs> how else do you explain the frosted tips? Oh, my God. <laughs> and the cargo I mean, shorts. <laughs> I mean, that's like the signature. He has a signature look. Yeah. But if, good on him. I think I think he deserves it. I think, he, I think that would be fun. Right? I mean... I uh, I don't I don't know what to say. Yeah, sure. Should they change the name? I don't really care, you know. Um, but with everything that's got going on right now, apparently, I also found out um, that it's really hard to like change the name of a city um, on its own. Like, so the ABC Six reported that Columbus City Council cannot change the city's name on its own. It actually requires an archaic sounding process that involves. 12 freeholders of the municipal corporation and an official published notice of change and so on and so forth. And, oh, Lord. Flavortown, though. Are we here for it or are we not? I'm, I'm, I'm into it. I like it. <laughs> I think I think also because they're getting rid of, like, the statue of, like, Columbus and all the stuff, it would be cool for them to do, like, an homage to... Well, I don't know. See, that's the thing. You can... Instead of being Flavortown, it can actually pay tribute to people who are at the forefront of that movement, you know, or like yeah. who helped build the city. I think that would be a little bit more meaningful, you know, but I think, you know. The, I think they, they may be on the, uh, on the right track by honoring yeah. somebody who does, who does, who does a lot for their, their community, you know? Yeah, no, so they're on a good start. So, yeah, I mean, just, and, and Flavortown was my nickname before we went into quarantine. <laughs> I love it. Got that flavor. Hello. And with that, I think there's a great way to end food news update. Oh, my God. Charles, out of all the things you've done, because you've done so many TV appearances, what's mm -hmm. been your fave? Like, who's been, like, your fave to meet? Like, what was, like, your favorite moment? <laughs> I'll just say that this this was a funny moment, but okay. it's the most memorable moment. But uh, <laughs> I was hosting a show for 
TLC in Asia and I was traveling all over my motherland. Like that was such a cool opportunity to go back to Taiwan where I grew up and to discover the food again and to discover the history of my own motherland. It was like reconnecting back into my roots. So it was almost like an Anthony Bourdain-esque um, type thing where I was discovering food. I was like on the streets um, learning how to make recipes from just like these these grandmas who didn't speak an ounce of English. And I was like, just with the people. And I was like, this is so good. And I remember, because one of my co-hosts is very popular in Taiwan. I remember as a kid watching this show. So for that opportunity to come to my hands, and I remember telling myself, I'm going to be on that show one day. And like it, it happening and like shooting that was, that was probably the most special. But then a funny side note is that on that same show, I got seasick and I threw up three times. Oh my God. <laughs> do, do they show it? They show it. It was so funny. Like nothing was cut out. It was pretty funny, but I was on a boat. It was really rocky. I didn't realize I get seasick. I don't, I swim in the ocean. I'm always in the ocean, but this was like, it was so rocky. And when you're filming a food show, just FYI for people who don't know, you have to break for production to have lunch. And then I'm also eating again after that. So think about me eating lunch with the production crew and then I'm on the show and I'm eating again. And then I get on this boat and it's like super wobbly. And I was just like, I try to hold it and I was like, okay, I'm not letting it. I'm just letting it out. And it was like, I just projected, projected wow. uh, like well, just vomited. It was pretty interesting, but you guys can catch it if you look on Discovery Asia and um, it was like a Taiwan. It's called Fun Taiwan. Oh, I love that. I love that. What are, what's gay life like in Taiwan? So Taipei or Taiwan is the first Asian country to actually legalize gay marriage. So they're very progressive, but I was telling this to my friend, not enough. You know, like I'm always pushing the boundaries, you know, I'm always pushing the edge. I think they're very open. And I think even my parents, when I came out to my parents, most Asian family households is like very strict, you know, like I'm an anomaly where I have parents that fully support me and what I do. Obviously, I was also like you, I was very strong head, like I knew what I wanted to do, get out of my way, I'm going to do it, right? My mom has always been like, I support you 100%. My dad on the other side had his own ideas of what he wanted me to do. But he realized at a certain time was like, oh, he's not going to listen. Like, he's just going to do him. And when he started to see that I became more and more successful, he was like, you know what? Let me just like, let me support him, you know? And I wasn't asking, like, I was, I put myself through school. Like, I didn't ask for money, you know? So I was just like, I'm taking care of myself. I'm good. And he was like, okay. And he started just supporting me. So, but when I came out to him, like, you know, he was like, I fully support you. I just want you to know I'm like really proud of you. And I was like, wow, that means a lot, especially from an Asian father who doesn't show his emotions. Yeah, that's incredible. I love that. I love that. So what's next? What's next? I'm seeing all these red boxes behind you. What is next? Give us the tea, honey. Give us the tea. Well, okay. So I navigated and 
built like my personal brand. And I realized as you're getting more coverage and exposure that, again, going back to community has been always kind of my, my, my ground and foundation, right? And I was like, there's so many amazing voices like you, Michael, and all my friends and colleagues and people I meet on a daily basis that are doing amazing work, but don't have a platform to share, especially in the wellness community. The reason we started with like wellness for all, wellness is not just for privilege. My goal is to democratize wellness, um, to create a safe place for people to share different perspectives. Because I think at the wellness industry and the health industry, which I've been navigating, is so much been talking to just the white girl and Lululemon yoga wearing. Like, I'm sorry, not everyone fits that mold. We have very much different perspectives. I started a roundtable under Zeal. We started doing different perspectives. We're going to dive into LGBTQ. Um, so and, there's, diff- oh, and different needs and different, different needs. needs. Men's health, um, you know, just so many things that we can tackle. And the box is just uh, a pivot due, due to COVID because we were doing uh, live festivals in LA, New York. My Party in Your Mouth event now is rebranded as Zeal Fest because I realized I want to put other people up. I want to give people a platform to share their message and the, plat- the, the Zeal box is just to help amplify more voices, social justice component, and support small businesses. So let, so let the listeners know what a Zeal box is, because I know what they are, because I've, yeah. I've stalked you. <laughs> yeah, so Zeal box is a monthly curated box of small businesses and all encompassing in the wellness umbrella. So we pair each box with a monthly challenge where we integrate different experts. So you can, you can learn things from different experts and it's like a masterclass in a box and they teach you how to use the product to cook with it. And if there's skincare, someone teaches you how to take care of your skin. There's seeds in there so you can learn how to garden. There's a jump ropes in the next one to show you how to do home workouts. So it's really experience in a box, experience, community, and wellness, and you're supporting a good cause, which is small businesses, and it funds the content that we're producing on Zeal. Oh, I love that. I love that. Um, when I first met you, you had these um, this deck of cards where they like- Spirit intense, Hustle. The, uh, uh, what are they called? Spirit Hustle? Yeah, they're called Spirit Hustle. And I honestly, I created them just, so we're coming out with another deck for Zeal now because I'm- keeping everything under zeal, but that was just like a fun project. I think for any creatives out there, I'm a very creative individual as you are, Michael, you started this podcast. When you have an idea, just execute, take action, right? I literally woke up from like a meditation and I was like, I had these ideas of like, I want to create an inspiration deck of cards that inspires people and they can draw one card a day. And that's, that's the birth of spirit hustle. I literally stayed up all night, designed it and I ordered it right away. When you have an idea, act on it. Do not hold back. Do not let time pass, right? I'm a big executor. If I have an idea, what's the first step I can take right now? Okay, let's execute. Yeah, that's a, I love that. I love that. So the spirit hustle cards aren't available, but maybe you'll get one in a zeal box if you yes. order. If you order, yeah, because I was obsessed with those when I met you, and I love that. Yes, love I'm going to create another one for zeal, and it'll be like curious questions and um, really inspiring action because community activism and just being on the forefront of like social justice issues. I really want to ask deeper questions and like have this deck of cards be 
uh, something where when you're with friends, it can it can spark more inspiration for deeper conversations and you know self reflection. Just to, like how can you show up in a world differently? Yeah, this is this is incredible. I've enjoyed this talking with you and just learning more about you and your spirit and your energy. I don't know why we haven't done this sooner, but maybe I know. but maybe now was the right time. Maybe Absolutely. Like, I'm somehow so somehow the universe needed us to be right here right now wherever we are personally in our lives cuz this this has been really really incredible and I really want to thank you for taking time out of your very very busy day to come play with me on my on my podcast. <laughs> yes. Hi, Tyra. You better be listening, girl. Hi, Tyra. <laughs> and RuPaul, we coming for you. <laughs> I'm kidding. We you will. Know such a good but you will know this podcast. Yes, 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 for sure. Listen, we've already mentioned that you could find Charles uh, Chen on Instagram at Charles Chen TV, correct? And is there anything, are there any other handles, websites, uh, let, if let you us just know. go there, you will be able to find out everything about my life. You can find out more about Zeal on there as well. So just go on Charles Chen, shoot yeah. me a message. I respond to almost everyone. Like I'm very good about getting back to people. Even if it's not right away, your voice matters and I will acknowledge. So yeah, send me a message. I would love to say hi. Awesome. And Zeal, if you're, if you're curious about the boxes, it's two Z's, E-A-L. Yes just so you know. Oh my God, so much love to you. Thank you again oh, for coming on. This has been- Send me great. your address. I want to send you a zeal box. Oh my God. I feel like it's, oh my God, it will be Christmas in July for me then. Oh. <laughs> yes, perfect timing. Oh my God, perfect timing again. Thank you once again. Um, this has been really, really incredible. And folks, uh, 4th of July is upon us. Uh, please wear your masks. Uh, put a hole in it to eat your hot dogs, I guess. <laughs> or other stuff. No or other stuff. Listen, the, uh, I just talked about this on the last podcast, how New York State, New York City came out with the sexual health guide. And yeah, you're doing it. Like, glory holes. Oh, are they doing glory <laughs> We'll talk about this more. In your mouth podcast. (laughs) (laughs) Listen, that's what that's what I'm getting whispers. I'm I'm coming out with an in your mouth glory hole like at home. Oh my gosh! Just be safe, guys. Just be safe out there. Be safe. Wash your hands. Have some good times. Go out and get some sun. But wear your SPF. And with that, I'm going to say thank you for listening to in your mouth. Oh yeah. Thank you.